Welcome to another episode of What Now, Jom Balepas. Um, with me, Haikal, as a host. And apparently, Hazik isn't here. He's a bit tired uh, since he had exam today. But it's okay. The episode is going to go on. And today, we have a very interesting guest, all the way coming from China. Yes, she is the founder of Empathy for Youth Academy. And, well, she's here talking to me. Well, um, Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Nihau. Nihau ma. Wow. Okay. Well, this is a pretty, you know, um, pretty interesting episode because, like, we're talking about empathy. Uh-huh. In this topic, we're talking about empathy, right? Uh-huh. So, you are a teacher, obviously. Uh-huh. You're a teacher for the empathy for youth. Yes. Right. So I think the audience should know a little bit about you and what you do in your, you know, uh, what 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 you're working right now? Okay, hello, audience. Um, I hope you're feeling good today. My name is Ilya Sumanto, and I am the founder of Empathy for Youth Academy, where we teach emotional literacy and empathy to young people. Oh, okay, yes. that's pretty cool. Um, uh-huh. when did it start? It? Well, it started um, over the course of the lockdown, actually. Because, um, yeah, like I was studying uh, emotional literacy and empathy mm-hmm. for my master's. And um, I have been, you know, trying my best to advocate for the learning of empathy and emotions in schools. And I thought this, this is a perfect time because, you know, everyone is stressed out, especially children and teenagers, mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there are not many platforms where they can help themselves unpack, process, and share their feelings. Mm-hmm. So, yep, uh, Empathy for Youth Academy is there to help you to do, help you do all that. <laughs> with yeah. empathy. Focus. With empathy, with empathy, yes. yes. It is pretty amazing what you've been doing right now. Like, um, I never realized that empathy could be taught, you know, um, so like, this is such a new thing for me and I think a lot of people, like, you know, it's a pretty new thing for everybody. So I think it's pretty interesting how we're going to dive into the conversation of empathy and education. What is empathy? And also the, um, like, our thoughts in it. Uh. Hmm. So, so uh, before that, before that, sorry, yeah. before that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to the audience. So here's the structure for the podcast for today. So we're going to talk about a little bit, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk a bit about the uh, empathy for youth, about her her academy, just a bit. Then we're going to talk about what is empathy, uh, what does it mean to us, and then also we're going to talk about yeah, emotional literacy and educa- empathy and education, All right? Sure. So, yeah. That's the structure for today. So I think why not we start? Uh, without further ado, we start. Um, what is empathy for youth, and you know how did how do you do it? Yeah, let's rock on. Woo. So the teaching, the teaching of empathy is possible because as human beings, we were born with empathy. But as we go, uh, yeah, as we grew, um, we can be hindered by technology, consumerist culture, and um, yeah, a lot of distractions. Um, distractions, and um, you know, like parenting also. You know, at some point, and yeah. Empathy can deteriorate 
after some time. And um, yeah, but the good news is we can relearn it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's what empathy. That's that. So that's how what empathy for youth is all about. Yeah, to learn how to be more empathetic. Empathetic. I see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, this like we're talking about the lockdown and everything, right? And like, um, you have to go online learning, right? Mm-hmm. But how is that for you? Like, how how did you? teach your students to be empathetic online? That's a very interesting question. I'm glad you asked that. So, yeah, we have no choice. We have to go online. We go online. Mm -hmm. And um, so the way we do it is that I, you know, teach, I guide uh, my students to practice mindfulness. And through that, they will understand the connection between their body and mind, for example, when you are angry, your body will, um, you know, be tighter and, you know, you will compress like your nerves and stuff like that, right? And it's not good to suppress your emotions. You have to release them. So we teach them also on how to um, release their emotions creatively and healthily. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, um, we also discuss, um, yeah, like, Primary emotions. Um, did I mention or how to process them already? Oh, what? How to process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I teach people. Like, I teach yeah, my yeah, students yeah. how to process um, their own emotions and how to be self resilient. You know, because mm-hmm. yeah, self resilient. Yeah, because it's so important. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is like yeah, like, 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 many of us, like, <laughs> like many of us like have a hard time like going through life you know going through a lot of emotions battling with many dreadful situations like sometimes you even don't know how to react i think what you're doing is pretty like it's it's something we need to be taught in school i agree with you we need to teach emotional literacy in school because we are emotional beings mm-hmm. right we deal with different emotions every day so much um Kalau um, someone collapse uh, and you know, among, like somebody has yeah issues, apa benda ke, macam physically, we know how to do CPR, kan? We know how to deal. Like okay, ketepi, 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 ketepi. They need oxygen, oxygen, semua tu. But like, kalau someone ada mental back, uh, breakdown, how do you deal with that? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how do you handle yourself when you are anxious, when you're overwhelmed? You know, especially in this pandemic. So, Azik, I want to ask you. Sorry, Heiko. <laughs> I want to ask you. Um, like over the course of this, you know, um, pandemic, right? Name me three emotions that have been emerging or like reappearing in your life well that's really interesting because like the pandemic the pandemic and you know and the whole lockdown is a new thing to me so i felt a lot of different emotions along the way mm. but i guess like what i felt most is i felt useless you know mm. i felt a bit anxious i felt a bit left out you know the loneliness you know but i guess that's due because the reason why I felt that way is because when I thought about it back, it's just that I didn't have the podcast. <laughs> mm. um, meaning, because I didn't have, what I mean is that I didn't have like mo- that, that motivation to drive me to do something. You know? I felt like I was there in a, in a box. 
I was there just in my own room, in my own house, just wandering around at the same place. It wasn't really much. Hmm. And I guess like yeah. My only, yeah, and my only way of socializing is through the online community. Yeah, because we're social beings, right? Yeah. Like we need to feel connected. We need to feel supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good that you're, you know, seeking help even through online communication. But not everyone knows how to do it, especially, yeah, children and teenagers. Yeah, yeah they can, yeah. you know, talk to their friends and stuff. But social media, pun sometimes, when you look at your friends, uh, yeah, like, you know, happy. You think that life is perfect, and then you compare that. Mm-hmm. To, to your own life and it makes you even anxious it makes you even you know feel less of a person so yeah this is this is what um, empathy for youth is trying to um, yeah like you know guide yeah. students like okay feel this way what do you do you know we, we so we prepare a toolkit for our students to be able to handle their own inner and outer conflict independently mm, okay, yeah which see. schools should teach <laughs> it's so important <laughs> well i don't know maybe you should like send a petition like we need to teach emotional literacy in schools or something i, I don't know man. i'm just suggesting i know i think moe tahu they recognize it and now we have um the upper kindness program to can oh yeah yeah more and more people have to come on board Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah host your own circles you need to host your own circles among your friends to like you know talk about your feelings during the pandemic mm-hmm. and uh, ways to deal with them and you can do like creative writing together you know therapeutic art together yeah host your own small circles it's yeah, possible definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. well yeah I think now we should move on to the, like to the next uh, part of the podcast which is what is mm-hmm. empathy Like if we discuss about your school a bit, we we understand a bit of how your school works, right? We learn, we we know how we how you teach online, then how you what what you provide your framework, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to the uh, to the deeper question. What is empathy? What do you think of what is empathy for you? So empathy, in the simplest term, means putting yourself in another person's shoes, like trying to understand each uh, like another person from. Uh, by taking their perspective, although you don't have to necessarily agree with them. That's what empathy is. But a lot of people talk about moral empathy, you know, um, trying to understand another person. But you have to also apply self-empathy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so empathy is trying to understand how people... Empathy uh, is trying to understand them to be understood. Trying to understand and trying to be understood. Yeah, yeah. So you have to. Okay. So um, what I've gathered from my research is that in order for you to teach empathy, you need to first empathize with yourself. Because uh-huh. you, because you know, you can't just force a person into empathy. You cannot just force like you know um, a kiasu kid. To share and to apply empathy, when you know that person has like his or her own needs, right? Okay, I I need to protect my toys. I don't want to share, you know. So you yeah. So how do you teach empathy to this kid? By first teaching him or her 
self-empathy, how to empathize with your own anger, with your own sadness, with your own hurt, with your own, um, you know, excitement that has been suppressed. Yeah, so, so that's no, what self-empathy is. You, you don't teach empathy by force, but we teach empathy by accepting our emotions, yeah. and accepting the person and the, and the person we're talking to and the person we are. Yes, accepting mm-hmm. our emotions is so important because sometimes we feel like, okay, anger is bad, so we shouldn't be angry when anger is needed, you know, um, especially for social justice reasons. Yeah, like, yeah, for activism. You know, when you see injustice happening, what, drive, what, what drives you to move forward and challenge? Mm-hmm. Anger, mm-hmm. right? It's needed. So yeah, every emotion is important. And, um, but the most important way is to learn how to take the next step and handle your emotions in a way that it will not damage you. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think like, yeah. like, I think like on, in my generation, like I think I'm Gen Z. I'm not sure. I know you're a millennial. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I know that... Um, in my, like during the 21st centuries and looking at kids today, um, they're having a rough time, you know, like even on the internet and even in, mm-hmm. and also it uh it also appears in real life. They have a hard time expressing themselves. They have a hard time, you know, like um managing their emotions. Yeah. So when you're having a hard time, you know, when you feel it, don't you want to change it? Yeah, I think yeah, one thing, yeah. yeah. I think one thing for sure, like, you know, when we feel, when we feel this, like, happiness, right, we always distract ourselves with, um, yeah, devices, Netflix lah, okay, you want to, oh, I don't, don't want to deal with this, I want to, it's a rokok lah, I want to, oh, no, no, no. I want to, like, you know, party lah, apa semua, but actually, when you, when you feel too much, right, feel it, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then it will make you move towards wanting to change it. And I felt it myself, you know, like because of this pandemic, I had it bad too. I have this, all of these tools, but I also was struggling because of many reasons, you know, financial situation and also like relationships and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I felt it. And then to the point that, you know, I, I realized myself, like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I worked towards changing it. Because it's a muscle memory, kan? Macam like to be, to become um, confident again, to become positive again. You have to yeah, yeah, yeah. work towards it. It does not magically happen. Macam you bangun, okay, how to I'm positive. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, macam, you know, talking to yourself, like telling yourself that you're amazing, you're awesome like you know you love uh, you, you can cook and you're an amazing friend you listen <laughs> yeah. you know list down all these attributes about yourself and say it in front of the mirror or say it like until you can believe it yourself every day in the morning mm-hmm. if you think that if you think that you know um listening to the news stresses you out and stop doing that for a while at least yeah yeah and um, work towards yeah, like, you know, increasing your self-esteem. And that's so important because when we're in this pandemic, we don't talk about increasing our self-esteem because we are on survival mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of true. But I think, like, you know, when, when we feel these emotions, we kind of do forget that 
in order for us to be human, we have to feel many different types of emotions that comes to us, right? I think that's just like like an essential part for us to become human. You know, you feel like different emotions and how we and how we try to cater it to our emotions, right? You know, talking about um empathy, like again, yeah. about empathy, and you know, since the pandemic has you know been been like been a been a hard has been a hard thing to find nowadays, right? Do you think empathy there's a limit to empathy? Like, do you think there's like like a limit where we can just be empathetic. Yes, and thank you for asking that question. Um, that's a very good one, actually. So, like I said earlier, um, empathy is cognitive. So, when you have empathy, and you have self empathy, you know how to draw boundaries. If you, let's say, your friend comes to you right with all her problems, and you listen with empathy, and when you have self empathy. And you feel like okay, it's too overwhelming when you listen too much, and you know this person goes on and on and on and on and on without considering, without empathizing, with uh, without practicing empathy, um, you know, for you mm-hmm. that you've been listening for like an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can you can you can draw the line. You can say like okay, it's it's um, you know um, I hear you, and I have to go now. Because I have to do something or whatever, you know. You you protect yourself that way. When you have self empathy, you know exactly how to protect yourself from, you know, like being overwhelmed by the noise. Okay, okay. So so you said that like um like um when we cross the barrier, we would automatically feel that we have to back off, right? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. think that is a natural response? Or we do we have to consciously think that oh I've gone, you know, a bit too far and I have to back off. Yeah, and and being empathetic is a conscious um practice. You know, you listen with empathy. When you listen with empathy, you don't even try to come up with a solution. You just listen to that person as it is. Look at what's alive in that person. And when you do, when, when you're conscious, it's like a meditative act also. And when you're conscious, you also you are also conscious about yourself. If you you feel like your energy is being drained by a person after some time, you can let that person know, you know, okay? Um yeah, I feel you and I don't know, find a reason or something to like Ciao. <laughs> because you have to protect yourself as well. That's why I said self-empathy is also important. And um, yeah, I have a friend um, who, who thought that I was too much for her, you know, because <laughs> I can get a bit intense sometimes. Um, I don't know, like maybe my voice or whatever, but I respect her decision, you know, because she has to protect herself and I, I empathize with her. I guess I guess and, I guess it's like yeah. it, it it takes like some practice in like empathizing with people. Yeah, of course. Like everything needs practice. Like even walking when we're when we were a baby, we need to practice to walk. I think yeah, empathy does take time for us to understand and you know look into a different paradigm. Yeah, true. Let's move on to the last section of the podcast, which is education in sorry, empathy in education. Uh-huh. Right. So I know you you've been really passionate for the past, like, I don't know how many minutes you've been recording right now. You've been very passionate talking about empathy should be in education. Empathy. Okay. So being an emotionally literate person means 
having the ability to understand your own feelings, your own emotions, while having, you know, while having a toolkit on how to process them independently in order for you to repair your inner and outer conflict mm-hmm. independently. independently. Yeah, like, yeah, by also having, you know, self-resilient skills, lah. basically how to manage your own emotions, how to deal with um, your own emotion when you're dealing, um, you know, uh, yeah, when you're dealing with life challenges. Mm-hmm. So would you want to explain a little bit about emotional literacy to us? Like, I, mm-hmm. don't know, I don't know about this, but I'm pretty sure like, I would love to know about it. Well, uh, well, like, do you think emotional literacy can help break the barriers in some social stereotypes? Like, toxic... What do you mean? Like, toxic, masculin- toxic masculinity, um, the perception of women is... Um, uh, yeah, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. Pandai yeah. soalan you. I like that question. Wow. Of course. <laughs> of course. Where do I even begin? Okay, so yeah, like um, since a very young age, we all know, kan? Um, it's, yeah, especially in Asian culture everywhere lah. Kalau boys je, you are taught not to cry. Yeah, it's just like, okay, mostly lah, the stereotype. Okay, kalau boys, okay, you cannot cry. You have to be strong. So, you know, boys especially are taught to um, suppress their vulnerability when nobody, no human beings can escape vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it becomes toxic. Lah. You have to show that you're like, oh, you know, hey, hey, yeah. baby, you know. And then um, and you, you, you suppress women. And then you, you claim that, you know, we girls, we women feel too much when you are not even taught how to feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think yeah, it's changing. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, has, it has been changing drastically. People yeah. are more aware about these uh, toxic masculinity and probably female, toxic female, uh, what, what's the term? I don't know. <laughs> Did you talk about that? Huh? Toxic, this, I know there's like toxic, toxic masculinity and toxic, uh, I'm not sure if it's like female, feminine, I don't know. But I guess uh, what we're trying to say is like the toxic perception between both genders or something. Yeah, I mean, even with women, born, you know, yeah. um, we are taught to suppress how we feel. Even excitement. Many people don't even know how to show their excitement. Because kalau kita cakap macam, you kita tunjuk sikit. Because you know, when you're happy, you dance, right? You mean, because emotion, mm-hmm. like your mind and body are interconnected. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, no, like a lot of people lost this and that's oh, I, oh, this this oh my god where do i even begin the connection between body and mind the body and mind have you ever like seen somebody who is so happy but can't express their emotion eh, banyak je, ramai je. Ramai je. oh really ramai je. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, for example, like, um, you know, you have, especially women lah in Malaysia, kan? When you, when you wear certain clothing, like you wear hijab, whatever, kalau macam, you can't express your emotions, when you can't express your excitement by dancing, when it's innate, when you're happy, you move, you know? But when you, even, even 
for women lah all women pun pakai tudung ke tak pakai tudung ke when you like expressing yourself expressing your excitement people cakap eh tergedik-gedinya ngada-ngadanya so macam that is like a form of emotional negation also like kan? you then you denying your like happiness yeah Yeah, I got that a lot, you know, when I was young, <laughs> when I was a kid in school. Mm. Yeah, like you know, gedinya, gedinya. Eh, I was just expressing myself. You know, come mm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, yes. yeah, we need to be less judgmental when it comes to you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. I don't know what that is. I think everyone has the same set of emotions, and yeah. you know, we we have to accept them and and. Yeah, like celebrate them. Mm-hmm. It's each emotion that we have is purposeful and it makes, it makes us human. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since you're talking about emotional emotional literacy in education, okay, so now like in the status quo, which is that Malaysia or most countries, I'm not sure like other countries do apply in it, but like let's just take in the Malaysian context, like not not all schools apply this you know subject or this course, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think like let's just say in the next 10 years or the next 20 years do you think if this course was applied would you see drastic changes in in the in the minds of young people Okay in the context of Malaysian society eh? yeah of course and I'm trying my best to do the best I can to help out We have Chinese Malay Indians dan lain-lain first of all So even in even in uh, like primary school even in tadika There's already racism happening, you know, calling budak India macam busuk lah, don't want to sit next to you lah. It's hurtful. And and this, I did not just come up with this. I did a research in the school. Um, um, yeah, exactly about this, you know, and I tried to get like all these irrational beliefs from children and like their experiences and stuff like that. They told me this. Oh, this kid tak nak kawan dengan saya sebab dia kata saya hitam, saya busu, dia tak nak duduk sebelah saya. You know, it's hurtful. That's a form of bullying also to the core. So kalau ada empathy, you understand each other, memang benda racial harmony akan terjadilah. Mm-hmm. You know, sebab so, racism is a big thing in Malaysia. Although we don't talk about it sangat because of course, you know, kita Malaysians kan non-confrontational. Itu cakap bakal-bakal. Yeah. So, so you see like, it's like, we're sugarcoating the idea that we're all like, multiracial, right? We're living in harmony. Huh? Sorry? Is, is it like, we're just sugarcoating the idea that we're all living in a harmony? Is it like, are we living in delusion? Or we're not, you know? I don't think we're living in delusion. Nah. Like, you know, we want it. Yeah, we want Who doesn't it, want yeah. peace? Yeah, yeah, yeah We want it. Everyone is trying their best to live together happily to love each other but like this when it's all about confronting itu je yang kita tak ada mm-hmm. kita tak confront kalau kita you know listen to each other with empathy we can surpass these racial issues tapi itulah it's, it's it's hard to talk about, about this because it's in our constitution itself you know it's complicated <laughs> but <laughs> yeah 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 on the surface yeah on the surface value um i think everyone comes from you know like a place that is very murni perjuangan kita pun murni we want we want only good things to happen mm. right but we have our own biases and we have our own um you know like yeah experiences so itulah empathy lah we need to learn empathy learn empathy yeah i think mm-hmm. yeah i think what you what, what, what we've like talked about throughout this podcast i think it's true like 
Mm, as we go, as, as we go deeper deeper to the questions, right? I think we can see like how clearly empathy is really needed right now, more than ever. Right? True, because True. it's difficult to be empathetic when um, you yourself are struggling not to make a living, to um, have the best uh, state of you know to be in your best state of mental health. Macam, tapi itulah, you know, we have to spread positivity. Yeah, kan kita jaga kita hashtag. Yeah, kita jaga kita. Yeah, gitu, uh, gitu. gitu. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, before we end, like, um, I think I just want to share a story, like everybody. I guess uh, a culture shock what I've experienced when I was in when I first came back to Malaysia. So if you guys don't know who I am, so before I before um I came like I went to see Aisha. Or where I'm now, right? Or where I'm talking to Ilya right now. I used to live in the U. I used to live in the UK with my family. You know, I followed them to go follow my mom's studies. Ah, she's doing her PhD in the UK. I lived there for four years since 2007 and to 2012. Sorry, 2011. Yeah. So, in the Scottish, in the I guess what I should remember in the Scottish government school because I was in the government school. We were so like. We were so happy. We were so expressive with ourselves. Right? We would learn to understand each other from a very young age. You know, we learned to understand from very young, from very young. Age. Even though we didn't like teach emotional literacy, but it was integrated in what the teachers had been teaching us into our syllabus. So like after after I like, came back uh, from the UK in 2011 and I went to like a, a school in Malaysia, I felt very a drastic like culture shock. You know. Like I can see the 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 harshness, not 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 really harshness, but like the feeling when I came back. It feels kind of like harsh, you know. Why? Why was it harsh? I felt like kids were like like back then, like they start to use bodo, they start to use like uh cow aku. In in the UK, we didn't use like we didn't use curse words, you know. We were taught to learn kind words, how to encourage each other. But when when I came back back to Malaysia, we would learn how to like condemn. Uh okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, but I think from it my experience, might... not saying that mm. it happens to like everybody, but that's from my experience. I feel that there's 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 a lot of condemning happening. Mm okay, get what you mean. Uh maybe yeah, you went to a good school. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, also like, <laughs> it's, yeah, they are no. I don't think they are any better. Um. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. We can't generalize, kind like some schools are good, some schools are um yeah, some schools can be improved. So, but you're right in some sense. Um, kat sini we learn how to condemn more than actually, yeah, be constructive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where it comes from, I guess. But my theory lah, my theory is that it comes from fear because I, to me, from my observation also, we live in a society of fear. You know, we we are taught to fear God when we are supposed to love. We are taught to um yeah like fear authorities, fear uncertainties. Everyone needs to be stable. Kalau tak stable je, I'm like, ah, oh, nene, you need to do this, you need to do that, nene, you need to settle down, blah 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 blah. You know, semua fear, 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 and um. Yeah, and and the re- one one of the repercussions from um, you know, like being in this society that spreads you know so much fear is yeah being yeah like I said earlier, 
not being able to be open about your vulnerability, not being open about like how you feel, you know, and not being able to confront um, your feelings. When you see something is not right, you 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 know, confrontation is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then kalau you the confrontation, kita adalah condemn belakang-belakang, you know, and you try to look at it from a more constructive way. Not too much about condemning lah. What is condemning to you? Can you give me some examples? I guess condemning is like harshly you. Like, um, like every, let me give an example. Like, for example lah, if you don't know how to play football lah, kau ni dah lah main teruk. Lepas tu, mm. bola sebanyak gol. Jadi, mm. uh, what's this if you being a goalkeeper or something like that? Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, kalau macam tu, I selalu beritahu my students lah, you know, hurt people hurt other people. Hurt people yeah. hurt people. So, the reason why we hurt another person um, by yeah, being like, you know, verbally abusive mm-hmm. is because we are abusing ourselves verbally inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Um, I think we also have to understand that like, um, how it feels to hurt you know i think that like, if you understand how hurt feels we wouldn't want to hurt other people you know it's like you want to like yeah you know you know you know you know what i mean yeah that's why we need to have self-empathy again yes again again yeah back, back, back to, to yeah back to empathy again you have self-empathy you understand that you know your hurt needs to um be comforted mm-hmm. your hurt needs to be consoled mm-hmm. and your hurt needs to be talked about yeah. so kalau you tak ada all this emotional uh, tools kan to self regulate to talk to yourself to help you deal with your you know all this like you no know, negativity so you pass it on to others it's macam it's a cycle lah you need to break the cycle mm-hmm. yeah break it break it break, break it, it. Break it. Hmm. i well, guess you talked a lot about empathy and i think you're a very passionate person talking about empathy in education i well first of all thank you for coming on one hour balepa elia Uh, it's been a great honor. So to wrap things up, thank you for watching another episode of What Now, Jomalipa. This is Haika. I'm sorry Hazik isn't here. He's a bit tired after the exams. So you can follow us on Instagram so, uh, at What Now, Jomalipa. And you can also follow me on Instagram with this side of me, Haika. You can follow um, Elias Manto at Elias Manto. Oh my, Manto or Manta? I got, <laughs> I got mixed so, up. And you can Manto. also, yeah, check us out. www.empathyforyouth.com Oh yeah, yes. like Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Thank you for listening and goodbye. See you, to, and see you, see you at another episode. Bye. Bye.